Uh, this guy is called the Standing Streamer. with regret and you're watching putting you over oh hello everybody welcome to putting you over all right so headlocked headlocked uh comics are on their way and i did tech i did dm them while we were talking and and, and said 10 15 because we were just still going I told them they can come in now. So, they're, oh, they're waiting. Oh, now I walk around. See, another problem with my stupid free Zoom. Hello? How are we He's doing? Just, we are doing well. There we go. Oh, here he is. We're good. I'm bad. Oh, I'm good. All right, look at that. How's it going? What's going on? It's Michael, right? Yes. Well, you call me Mike. Mike? Oh, even better. Yeah, my mother-in-law generally calls me Michael. That's about it. <laughs> um, first of all, one, thank you for coming on tonight and give me your time. Yeah, uh, no two, thank you for for waiting. The the guest that we had on right before you likes to talk more than I like to talk. And I kept looking at my watch going, oh, this is going to be kind of close. So I just said 10.15 and I hoped you thought that was okay. <laughs> yeah, no, we're all good. Um, now... You're you're from Headlocked Comics. For the people here on Twitch, for the people that don't know, I got some right here actually. I I have some of your stuff right here that I got in my uh, pro wrestling. Oh, team. very cool. Yeah. So for the people that don't know you that are live in the chat tonight on Twitch, or we're gonna push this out to YouTube for the people that don't know Headlocked Comics. Uh, why don't you give us a brief, quick rundown of what it is? So, yeah, I've been a fan of wrestling and comics my whole life. And I feel like, you know, for a long time I would buy all the wrestling comics that would come out. And I just didn't think anybody was making very good wrestling comics. And it came apparent at some point in my life that nobody was going to make the books that I, as a wrestling fan, wanted to read. So I decided to make my own. Um, I started Headlocked, and it uh, started out. Um, we, started our, we published our first com- comics in 2008. And... Uh, yeah, I started selling them on my backpack at wrestling shows, and 
just sort of just grinding to, to build some kind of an audience yeah over the years um wrestlers who like comics became uh you know interested in my work and interested in you know being a part of it so you know through the course of the years we've collaborated with maybe 40 different wrestlers to create stories and art for the books um and uh, we got a Kickstarter going right now for our fifth volume, which is Tales from the Road, which is an anthology of stories created by, um, co-created with different professional wrestlers. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just wanted, I just wanted to, to tell fun stories, cool stories. And I've been really lucky. The wrestling business has been very good to me for the most part. Yeah. And, and from, from, you know, when I started to learn a little bit more about you and, the first time I stumbled upon you was, oh, my gosh. I want to say – now, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, I know Jerry Lawler has done some work for you guys. He does um, the covers to uh, He does the covers to our trade paperbacks. Right. And I, I want to say – now, correct me if I'm wrong. Were you guys ever on Busted Open? I was. You were, um, right? I, that's yeah, where I I've first heard you. Yeah, I've been on Busted Open a couple times. Yes, that's where I first heard you, on Busted Open – so then I looked you up and I found you had a Kickstarter and you, you, you were doing great stuff. And this was, this had to be back when, what, what, do you know off the top of your head the first time you were on Busted Open? It was with Doug and Dave, I uh, bet. The first Kickstarter we ran was in 2014, so yeah. it might have been then. Yeah, that makes sense um, to me, yep. This is our, this is our fifth now, so. Yeah, and they've your Kickstarters have all been extremely successful. Like you said, the community has, has embraced you guys, uh, top, top name in wrestling wrestlers, like, uh, Samoa Joe, uh, Christopher Daniels. They all, they all, they're all behind it. Um, and I think comics and wrestling go hand in hand. I think there's a lot of quote unquote geeks out there that are wrestling that get inside the ring and wrestle. And, You'd be surprised yeah. how tough it was, though, to get it started, man. I mean, yeah. a lot of times, like, wrestling and comics are interesting businesses aesthetically. Like, not aesthetically, but from a business standpoint, too. Like, you know, a lot of times people say they're wrestling fans, but they're not wrestling fans. They're WWE fans. Right, yeah. A lot of times people say they're comic book fans, but they're not comic book fans. They're superhero fans. Right. Because those two sort of aesthetics have dominated those particular mediums yep. for so long, it's almost become synonymous yeah like when you ask somebody for a comic book movie nobody says history of violence or ghost world or whatever they say you know batman superman you know spider-man whatever so it's like that part of it has always been difficult um we were we opened the door for wrestling to be at comic cons that probably i bet you more than a dozen conventions had policies about no wrestlers um you know, and I would get in, you know, I'd be like, hey, I read a book about wrestling. And they'd be like, oh, no, that's fine. You can come. And I'd be like, well, I want to bring Jerry Lawler. And they'd be like, well, we don't allow wrestlers. And I'm like, oh, but my. he's an artist. And they're like, well, we'll bring him in as an artist. And they would advertise him. They wouldn't even advertise him as a celebrity. They would put him in, like, the section with the artists. And then we would show up and we would blow the doors off the yeah. place. And then they would start booking wrestlers. Yeah. Yep. Um, but for a long time, I mean, I did a show where somebody tried to bring Roddy Piper as a guest. And they only knew Piper as the guy from They Live and never knew anything about any of his wrestling stuff. And they turned him down. Wow. So, I mean, this still happens. I mean, we were turned down for a show last year in 2019. I mean, so it's still a thing that happens. But, I mean, we opened the door to so many shows for so many people. So I do feel like we've done 
you know, a little bit of trailblazing. Yeah, it sounds like it with the the blowing the doors open with Lawler. And we were just talking about this uh, with with uh, the guest before you about like the flack we get as wrestling fans. In uh, the same thing, how you, how you said they won't book wrestlers on shows, it just gets a bad stigma. Have you? Well, you obviously have received that, and you've experienced that type of flack before. Do do you do you get that for being a wrestling fan? Some, oh, I mean, I, my whole life, and that's yeah. why. I mean, that's what the initial. So the, the main Headlock story, you know, the first four volumes of Headlocked are about uh, Mike Hartman and his journey through the wrestling business. So we, I made a, a story about a kid who's a theater major in college who falls in love with wrestling, and he quits school, and it's sort of him navigating his way through the wrestling business, and. You know, so as he learns the business, you're sort of examining it through the, the craft, through the eyes of a performance artist. And, you know, I wanted people to see wrestling through my eyes. And my, my felt like if I could tell an entertaining story, you know, like the main headlock book is like a prestige cable drama. Yeah. So if, you know, if I could tell an entertaining story in the same way that like how many people, how many people watch Rocky, but don't watch boxing regularly? You know, so I felt like if I could tell yeah. that type of a story in Headlock that people would be, you know, could be interested, even if they weren't wrestling fans, that they might come away with a better appreciation of the craft. Yeah. And I do. And I've done that. I mean, I've had people who've never been into wrestling and come back to me and be like, you know, wow, this is I had no idea wrestling was like this and whatever. So I do feel like we've done our part to to try to elevate the discourse. I mean, I think more people understand now than when, than when we started, but um one of my favorite reviews ever was, uh, you know, uh, there was a crate service that carried our first trade in and um, somebody wrote a letter complaining to the crate service <laughs> about how they hated all the comics in the thing. And they're like, you know, I hated this, you know, I hated this book. I hated this book. You know, the headlock book was really good. I don't like wrestling, but that book was, that book was the, you know, the best one of the bunch or whatever. And it made me laugh, you know, cause they, it was a largely a complaint, but yeah. You know, they they didn't you know they didn't like wrestling but they liked our books so you know that's always been kind of the goal is to sort of hide the medicine and the food so to I was speak. gonna say it's it's very story oriented or story centric I guess uh, a lot yeah, of yeah you know I mean you want it to be yeah you, know, you want it to be engrossing um, you know we've we've done uh, we've done a lot of a lot of different stuff now and then tales from the road which is what we're doing now. And that's what we put in the crates. Yeah. So those stories, I mean, are allow us to play in all different kinds of genres. Um, you know, we just, a story, we just had a story come out that we did with Taya. Yeah. Taya it's right here. That's, yep. Yeah. It's like a, you know, it's a riff on an old El Santo movie. And, uh, you know, we try to, we try to tie everything back into reality and whatnot. And, uh, you know, but it's got that sort of vibe of like a, you know, a B, like a B level action movie. And it was so much fun. And I have so much respect for Taya. Like she's so creative, you know, she's going to fashion school right now and she designs her gear. I mean, she's, she is a mogul, a wrestling. Yeah, I, mogul. I, I love her just as a, you know, and that's the fun part is so many wrestlers are so creative and I get to work with these guys and we, you know, guys and girls and tell stories. And, you know, I mean, we, we did a story with Ric Flair. We did a story with Pentagon, um, Kenny Omega, all different kinds of people. And, just to, you know, get the opportunity to sit down and toss ideas around with people that are, that are so creative and, and, you know, make something together is, has been the most rewarding part. You know, I, when I just wanted, when I started this, I just wanted to make a cool wrestling comic. <laughs> like I never thought that like, 
you know, I'd be really good friends with Jerry Hall right. and, you know, Shane Helms. So, you know, like I, it's, it's already exceeded my wildest dreams. Like, I just oh, good for as you. As long as I can do it. You, you definitely have done a uh, sufficient job at erasing the ultimate warrior in Santa comic uh, debacle that uh, a lot of people remember when, when uh, they, they think of comics and wrestling, but you, so you, here's a fun yeah, story. I actually, I had at one point I had had a conversation with the ultimate warrior about contributing a piece of art to the book. Yeah. Because he actually was a painter. And a lot of people don't know this, but he used to paint with a palette knife, which I found fascinating. Bob Ross did, and, does um, that with oil sometimes. Yeah. And we had a, so we had a conversation and he called me on the phone. Well, I had sent him an email through his, uh, through his art website. And he called me on the phone <laughs> and it happened to be on my birthday. Wow. Now, and he didn't know this obviously, but he happened to be on my birthday and he was telling me to stay positive about my project. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, the Ultimate Warrior called me on my birthday and told me to stay positive. Like, I felt like a nine-year-old. It was, uh, it was so funny. But, uh, you uh, know, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a really good conversation. We talked for a long time. It was super chill. That's, that's a great story. What, uh, if making yourself feel like a nine-year-old, again, you get that call from uh, the Ultimate Warrior. I could just see, I can almost see him, like, like on the phone with his uh, – you know, in his gear, almost <laughs> calling you. What's uh, one of your first wrestling memories growing up? You had to be a big wrestling fan, as, as, you know. Oh, yeah, and, whole life. Um, yeah, like what's the first memory that comes to your head? The very first thing that made me a wrestling fan, um, I was, uh, I was flipping channels, and uh, let me think. I had to have been maybe ten years old, I guess. And uh, the very first Saturday Night's main event was on. Yeah. And it was uh, Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, and Georgie Animal Steel against Ricky Steamboat, Barry Windham, and Mike Rotunda. Wow. And I'd never seen anything in my life like Georgie Animal Steel. Yeah. He, like he's going he's crazy. He's a cartoon. He's turnbuckles. He's, yeah, he is. You know, he was, he was a lunatic. And I was transfixed as a, as a 10-year-old. And I, you know, and then somebody was like, oh, you know, wrestling's on these times. And they told me, that, you know, Superstars was on and Challenge yeah. was on. And I... I've watched it ever since my whole life, yeah. you know, larger than life characters back then. Larger. It's than funny. Life. I think everybody I've, I've come to understand that. I think in your journey through fandom, yeah. everybody has, there's like three, three kind of gears that you get into. Like, you know, you discover something as a kid and you love it, whether yep. it's wrestling or comics yep. and you consume it and you love it. And then you kind of, you start to kind of see the tropes and you get used to it and you kind of want something more out of it. And then you sort of seek out something that's a little more intellectual or whatever. So for yep. me, it was like uh, Ring of Honor wrestling had scratched that itch for me. And then, you know, I understood Japan and the Indies and whatever. And the same thing in comics. Like I read, you know, X-Men books and then yep. I discovered Preacher and Hunter Bullets and stuff like that. And then I was super into those things. And then you get to a point where I think you, you remember why you fell in love with it. And then you, you you know you're back you're sort you of a kid back. again you know what I mean I'm back where I want characters again and I want you know larger than life characters and I don't necessarily care as much you know about watching you know two guys in kick pads just yeah. you know doing moves to each other like I want more of a story and I want crazy characters again and you know just the stuff that made me love it and uh, so it's been it's been an interesting journey. And um, I can totally relate with that because. 
I'm I'm literally I'm 40 years old and I'm just getting into independent wrestling. Like mm. like maybe when I was growing up Ring of Honor you could quote unquote classify as independent then. But like I'm into it now. I'm watching Synergy Wrestling's Garden State Invitational. I was watching G well, I was watching GCW Homecoming earlier. I mean that was right. all through freaking not Leo Rush showed up. So fun fun fact, we have a we have an art print that we made for for Joey Janelle and Leo Rush that's up on it's part of our Kickstarter right now. It's a very it's a limited edition print. It's based off of a Silver Surfer cover nice. with uh, Silver Surfer and Thor as Janelle and Leo Rush. And it's available through our Kickstarter, and there's only uh, a limited quantity available. So people nice. have been backing it, yeah, you know, we, right we, since we announced it. We, um, I got that link. I've got the, I got your, you know, your social, your Twitter link, and I also got the Kickstarter link up in the chat as well. Okay, um, cool. I was, I was just gonna go. I, I was gonna comment on myself. Realize how things come around. Oh, I wanted to go back to. Uh, getting the wrestlers involved like how Mm -hmm. what's that process of getting a wrestler involved like let's say okay so example you you taya you have an idea to have her do an issue of tales from the road what's the process of going and getting a wrestler for an issue so i mean i i've known taya for a long time just because you know, Morrison did a story for me years ago and he's done, you know, he's been a guest at my Comic-Con booth, you know, a bunch of times. So I just, you know, I just know people and, yeah. you know, there's people that you want to, you know, I find people that I just, I work with people I want to work with, if, you know, yeah, people who are creative, people who, who want to be a part of the process. Um, but it's, it's, you know, once, you know, nowadays, most of the wrestlers know who I am just because we have the only Comic-Con booth at most of the big shows at San Diego, at New York, um, at Emerald city in Seattle, we have the only wrestling booth. So that's part of another part of my mission is to make sure that wrestling has representation at comic-con. Cause when I started going to comic-cons, there was no wrestling. And, you know, I always thought I always make this analogy, but I always feel like comic-con should be like the church in Highlander. Like everybody can exist under one roof and we're all friends and we all have our, uh, you know, we all have our, our, our fandoms and stuff and we don't necessarily, you know, we're all there to sort of worship at the altar of geek. Um, <laughs> but we might have different denominations, so to speak, but we don't, uh, we don't start a ruckus, but there was nothing for wrestling, you know? So it's been important to me to make that space when I can. Um, and so, you know, we try to, we offer these art prints and, you know, obviously I make the comics and we have guests and it's not the, you know, the WWE, like, cattle sign thing where you're like sign go sign go you know like i have people that want to be there that want to interact with fans um you know we film fun little you know vignettes sometimes um in new york comic-con last year we had uh you know a fan showed up with a 24 7 title and his buddy was cosplaying as a referee so you know mick foley beat him for the belt and then sergeant (laughs) slaughter snuck up behind mick and put him into cobra clutch and took the belt and that's nice you know like just fun stuff like that um we uh we just try to make you know we just try to make a place for wrestling fans to feel welcome and, and you know for wrestling to sort of be represented properly in the you know in the house of geek in the house of geek i agree with that now has there been anybody that you've wanted to get or tried to get and got shot down uh, I, I mean, people generally don't say no, but I've been, I've been ghosted by some people, you know, 
obviously as a big comic book fan and big wrestling fan and a big ring of honor fan like i've always wanted to do something with cm punk yeah he's a tough guy to he's a tough guy to pin down because he's not a guy that wants to do a lot of comic book shows you know what i mean he kind of just tries to you know he was doing work with marvel for a while so he's a busy dude i mean he's definitely somebody who i've always wanted to wanted to make something with you know all the old school comic guys yeah um you know he was he's probably the most prominent um you know but i mean ultimately for the most part i mean i've really got to do you know if guys are under contract it's tough you know like i became friends with uh with finn balor but like after he was under contract so it wasn't like we could do something like i wish that i got to know him beforehand so we could do something and that's made it tougher now because so many guys are under contract now that it's uh like i gotta somewhat structure my my decisions based on you know when people are coming off the board you know yeah like i did a we did a story with dijak dominic dijakovic and uh you know and i knew he was going to nxt so we got him right beforehand uh you know i did a story with joey janela right before he went to AEW, and uh mustafa ali right before he signed with wwe so a lot of it is just timing now like it's so tricky like, a, for instance, you know, given my last name, like Eddie Kingston, somebody I always wanted to collaborate with. Like, That'd be nice. I love him as a talent and as a human and whatever. And he's, I have a Kingston shirt that's like my lucky Comic-Con shirt where all the letters are twisted around. Yeah. Um, you know, but who knows? I might have missed my chance. You know what I mean? Like, if he signs with AAW, then it's going to be a tougher, it's going to be a tougher fight. So, um, well, reach out that's now. That's my biggest before, battle now. Before he gets that, gets that uh, contract. Um, MLW, the dynasty, I could see the dynasty or Mance Warner. I could see in a comic that would be some great stories for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I mean, I'm a fan of Mance. I mean, I, I enjoy him. Um, so, and it's hard because I work like I work a full time. Yeah. Job. I work like 70 hours, 60, 70 hours a week. And yeah. it's, you know, and then I do this and, you know, in a non pandemic year, I'm on the road. Yeah. Uh, you know, about 30, 30 to 35 weekends a year at yeah. Comic-Cons, at wrestling shows, you know, doing what I can. So, I mean, basically it's all I can do to make what I make. Yeah. Well, we've talked a few times, like, and I, I probably reached out to you guys in one form or another after I heard you on Busted Open and after I checked you out. And we've been in contact a few times trying to schedule something. And, uh, you know, you and, and I, I totally understand. Like everyone has their yeah. shoe job and, and they, they work constantly and, and well, some I work at night too. Yeah. So that makes yep. it harder. It does. And then it, it made it hard for us finding the time then. And then, you know, with what you do with the comics, you're always on the road. So this was actually a dream get for me. I'm really excited about it. And well, uh, normally this would be San Diego comic-con weekend. So, Oh really? I, mean, I, didn't, yeah, I this didn't, is, didn't even think of that. This, yeah. I've been posting, uh, I've been posting our, our memories on Instagram for the oh. last couple of days, um, flashback stuff from yeah. the past 10 years, all the crazy, crazy, crazy stuff that's happened to our booth. Um, and that's been a lot of fun, a little bittersweet though. Um, yeah. just, and it's funny because Comic-Con's such a, it's so much work and it's so grueling. Like, you know, by the end of it, you're always like just dead and, you know, all the, you see the same people every year and you're always like, Oh, I'm never doing this again. I'm never doing this again. And now this year we're like, you know, I'd give anything to be lugging out, you know, exactly. 300 pounds of luggage to the San Diego airport right now. So, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 
I didn't even realize that. Never even thought of it. Um, I mean, in the summertime, I'm usually on the road. I mean, more weekends than not, just because there's so many good shows in the summer. Usually between March and April, I'm on the road, you know, like for six or seven shows. And then usually for most of the summer, right through to October, um, right from uh, from like Labor Day to Columbus Day, packed usually real, real tight. You know, I was just thinking about CM Punk. And uh, I know you mentioned he did some things for Marvel. I think he was drawing some stuff too. He was just writing. Was it was it writing? I couldn't remember if it was yeah. writing or drawing. But maybe you could get AJ Lee in do a do a Tales from the Road with her, and that could be your. Avenue. She's doing an, uh, she's doing her own thing right now. She just started a production company, so. Uh, um, I, I tried. She's, uh, you know, it's tough. You know, some people. I mean, obviously, I'd love to work with the Rock someday, but you know. Yeah. You ain't yeah. never, you ain't never getting a rock alone for, you no. know, no, so, you're, you're going to you know. need to be in the right place at the right time for that one. But in all honesty, like I'm never going to run out of people to, to do stories with, you know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, you're not, so, but it takes yeah. so long too, you know, honestly, like just to, just to get stuff together and, you know, financially, like none of that stuff is cheap. So, no. you know, I've been really fortunate that, that uh, Tales from the Road, the you know Russell Russell Crate has been paying us to make some stuff, and like that that helps out a lot. Like it's just just getting the stuff made. Like every piece of art in a book is you know like one hundred and fifty dollars a page before you even print it. You know sometimes more depending on the artist. So I mean it can really uh, it really adds up quick. You know when you're talking about I mean the main headlock books that we sell the trade paperbacks are 120 to 140 pages. So yeah, I mean, if you do the math on that, yeah, that's quite a bit. It adds up in a hurry. Um, but like these tales from the road, like this one with, uh, you know, crime time, like some of these, I envision them. They're great comics. I, I just envision them as like little shorts too, little light TV shorts, like, cartoon drawing yeah, well that's so that's what our kickstarter is is, is for there's tales from is 13 stories oh see i didn't even read four, through the whole thing yet yeah click it's on 14 it. different wrestlers so the tie stories in there yeah. um we've got christian christopher daniels dolph ziggler dominic dijakovic gangrel hurricane joey janela mustafa ali mvp rob van dam samoa joe and the young bucks so we've got uh 13 13 stories by 14 people you know, obviously counting the boxes too. And then we've got 10 pinups. Um, Ed McGinnis, who's like one of the top artists in Marvel. Um, oh, look at that macho man it. one. Jill Thomas, Jill Thompson. Um, and then we have five independent wrestlers that are creating characters in their pinups. Um, so it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And that Dan Housen. Yep, Treehouse Lee did a yep. piece for it. Uh, G. Raver, Danhausen, Sloan, and uh, Lee Moriarty. So, and they're just they're just making characters, just making random characters, yeah. and then I'll build a story behind it, and I'll integrate them into the universe. And that kind of collaboration is fun too, because you never know where it's gonna go. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's completely like, you know, and I mean Treehouse Lee is an amazing wrestler, but like he's kind of he's a real like he's a real unique cat so i mean just just having conversations with him like it's it's wild so like we're, we're making something that's kind of weird you know g g raver made i just got the piece that he did in the mail today and it's it's unbelievable so there's some some really cool stuff in the book um i i 
not only did I first run into you guys on Busted Open, but I saw you, I believe I literally I didn't introduce myself and I didn't I I didn't do anything like that, but I saw you literally uh at I forget what the name of it was, but but it was with Heroes Heroes Hideout in in Colony, New York. Up there. Oh, was that just in March? Uh yeah. I, I went there to see Jake the Snake and Jimmy Hart. You were there. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I believe right, your booth right. your booth was your booth was by Jake. It was Jake. It was you guys, and then uh, Ellsworth was El- next to me. Ellsworth, yeah. And, and then, then Jake was yeah. right after him. Yeah. yeah. And and that Jake and I were supposed to do uh, Emerald City the following weekend in Seattle. And yeah, we, and made, it, we made a dope yeah. dope art print for that that nobody's ever seen. That's awesome. Really. And. Uh, nice yeah that's i saw you there and i you you guys were had a bunch of prints there and uh i was just like what because i saw the prints so i saw like i have a ton i'm big pearl champ fan so i have i collect all their posters from all the concerts i go to so when i'm walking by there because i was going to see jake i see all these prints that you have and i'm like well wait a minute i thought they did just comics and i was like this is nuts and yeah, we uh, you know we like to have them at the conventions, you know, as um, exclusives and stuff. Yeah. So, a lot of the comic book inspired ones we do, and we have guests. Um, but uh, and it's funny because normally for the Kickstarters we don't uh, we don't offer the prints as part of it, but because we didn't do any shows this right, year, I mean, right. I mean, we did two shows. We have the yeah. prints available through the Kickstarter. So even if you don't like comics, you can just back the Kickstarter. Um, the tiers are called merch stand and you can just get a, you can get art prints and no comics or you can get comics and art prints too, obviously. But, uh, you know, we try to have levels, excuse me, that are accessible to everybody. Um, yeah, that, I mean, and that's where I saw again. And I know, uh, we, we had Luke Gallows or dot Gallows on here on Thursday and I don't know why it came up or how it came up. But he said he's scheduled to come up here uh, late August for yeah. the same thing for Heroes Hideout again. I so I don't know what's going on then. If it's just a signing with them or if it's another thing. It is a signing, yeah. Yeah, we're actually working on a secret project too. Oh, so. with the Good Brothers. Yeah. Ah, a little talking oh, shop. Not a huh? secret anymore. Yeah, a little talking <laughs> shop. Yeah, it's my... going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's right. News broke on uh putting you over. That should be included. I expect that to be included in the comic. <laughs> <laughs> uh I've been I've been staring at my OBS while I do this interview and I, I see the bit rate, which is a whole geeky term for live streaming. I see the bit rate like fluctuating from yellow to red. And it was full green when he said that. I was like, Well, good, at least I can clip that part. <laughs> But yeah, those guys were great. So, so that's just a signing. Uh, on I think he said August twenty third. So that'll be fun. Yeah, in a secret project. Yeah, so. Oof. When when can I when can I hear about that project? Uh, once we're done with uh, this Kickstarter, right? I mean, right now this Kickstarter campaign is all encompassing, and then I got to get we got to get the book done and out. But uh, probably, I mean, we've been working on it a little bit in the in the meantime. Um, so, and I also have a. Tales from the Road slated for the September Wrestle Crate or uh, Pro Wrestling Crate, as it were, and yeah. uh, that one's going to be uh, another another prominent podcast that's uh, run by a 
tag team. Another so, uh, prominent podcast run by a tag team. Ah, okay. So, um, so my August crate's not going to have a comic in it. I take it. No, we're doing September and I think December are the next two that we have uh, books in. So, um, but yeah, we're uh, we're plugging away. So, all right. Speaking of comics, let's get off the wrestling theme for a second. You mentioned preacher earlier. You know, delve in the preacher way back. My question for you is, do you prefer the comic? This is a, this going to be an easy answer, I know, but the show or or the comic? I hated the show. Yeah. And I love the comics, but like and I think that I love the actors that they cast. Yeah. I love the aesthetic that they put together. I love the music. I just the I hated the writing. Like I hated the writing of that show. Like I just I don't think I made it through the whole first season or I might've made it through part of the second. I don't know. I, I didn't like it. Um, and it's unfortunate cause it's, it's one, it was one of my favorite comics of all time. And I think, uh, sometimes, sometimes you can overcomplicate stuff and preacher wasn't a very complicated thing. No. And I think that they overcomplicated it. You know, one of the things about preacher, it was so economical in the way they introduced their characters you'd see a character with like two panels, you'd know exactly what they were about. <laughs> yeah. And I just didn't get that. I just didn't get that feeling from, uh, from this, uh, from the show. Um, and it's unfortunate. Cause like I said, I think they, they nailed it. They just, the story wasn't there. So. Well, I, I got that. And I agree with you on that uh, analysis. And I, I get that. I get that same feeling with uh, like the walking dead, for example. The the comic, the graphic novel of The Walking Dead is really good in my mind. Yeah. And then the show's good. And it was really good at the start. And now they're starting to veer off. But for somebody like me, although I, ha- I haven't caught up on The Walking Dead, for someone like me, if the show wasn't as – like I now look at them as different things. As opposed to one entity. Well, I think they've always been different. I mean, that yeah. show, I mean, the first season, you know, and part of the problem was I don't think that Kirkman really had control until the third season. You might, and yeah. That's when things started. Right, yeah. They tried to, to course correct, but by then it's different because, I mean, and, you know, I mean, spoilers, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah. It's you know what I mean? Like, I mean, Andrea died early. Um, you know, what's, uh, who's the girl that came out of the barn? Carol's kid was. Oh, uh, oh, gosh. Carol's kid is what I call her. Yeah, but, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. she, you know, she was still alive at, towards the end, and she died early. And Daryl and Carol don't even exist in the comics, so yeah. it's always kind of been its own thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but you know, they 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 started out kind of similar, and then it veered back towards the comics, and now they've had to veer away from it. I yep. think just because of, you know. I don't want to ruin the entire show for people that haven't seen it or aren't caught up. So yeah, there's obviously been a lot of big, uh, there's a lot of different things. character switches. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll shift gears. Um, what about powers? You ever read the, the comics powers? I love the comic powers. I never watched the show. Neither um, did I, neither. I never watched it either. It was on like, it had such high hopes for the longest time. It was supposed to be on FX, I think. And then, Something happened. It was supposed to be on some sort of thing you could get on cable. I want to say FX. 
the hard thing for me is I just don't have a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, I have piles and piles of comics that I haven't read. I haven't played a video game in like four years. I still <laughs> have an Xbox One. Or no, I'm sorry. I have an Xbox 360. Um, I mean, I've got piles of books that I haven't read. I've got a full DVR. I, you know, like it's, I got to part, you know, I got to be real careful with what I watch or, you know, whatever. And it's just so hard sometimes to pick up another show just because I don't have time and, you know, I want to enjoy everything. When I, I mean, I'll watch Power someday just because I do, I, you know, I love the comic. But, yeah. I mean, I'll want to, I'll want some time to delve into it, be able to enjoy it, I guess. So, yeah. That makes sense. But you're chasing your dream. That's why you don't have time because you're daring. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, just, I mean, unfortunately for me to do what I do the way I do it, I mean, it takes an enormous amount of time. And, you know, I've got to wrangle, you know, I've got to wrangle wrestlers. I've got to wrangle convention people, artists, um, you know, I mean, and any given headlock book. I mean, this has got, you know, 13 different wrestlers in it. So, you know, dealing with all their schedules and, you know, dealing with artists. I mean, artists are a whole nother animal in and of themselves, just difficult to pin down and to, to get work on time. And, you know, it's just the nature of dealing with artists and every, you know, everybody in comics kind of goes through it, but it's, uh, it's been difficult, you know, um, like almost everything gets done, like on the last day. You know, yeah. the Taya story, Jay Gonzo, like, I mean, he killed that thing. He did such a good job with it. But I mean, that was done on the day. You know, usually I finish it that night and it goes to the printer in the morning, you know, on the last possible day. So and sometimes it's the artist, you know, sometimes it's the artist, sometimes it's the wrestlers, you know, like, I mean, because, um, you know, like the the Shad story, the yeah. crime time story, you know, obviously that became an issue you know shad and i i talked to shad four days before he died yeah and like we had put together the final edits on that thing you know but and we we had you know we had we're supposed to have that done sooner you know it's just just the nature of i mean wrestlers always have a million people throwing ideas at them and stuff and you know whatnot so thankfully i'm surrounded with a bunch of awesome artists and people who know how to work under pressure and frequently just they just know what the what the what the life is like you know like i started the kickstarter and the kickstarter went really really well and then we had you know uh, there was the the speaking out in wrestling there was speaking yep. out in comics there was you know protests the covid spike again and like it was really hard to get bandwidth and i wasn't going to make a video and then i decided to make a video you know, so I call my buddies, the video guy. I was like, Hey, can I, you know, can you make me a video like in, you know, two days? And he's like, you son of a bitch, but you know, and it's just, it's just, you know, like I'm always running sort of behind a giant wave of deadlines, um, constantly. So it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's the life, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's the artist, sometimes it's the wrestlers, you know, but I'll, I mean, there's so many different variables where things can go wrong. Do you have a do you have a goal that you're running to or would like to reach? I mean, I know everybody has goals, but it, it, it what's what what's where do you want to you're running from these deadlines? Where would you like to run to? I just want to make I just want to tell stories, man. You know, like I I'd love it if we could make this into a cartoon someday, like yeah. you know, it's always been a series that's it's been made by wrestlers, helped by wrestlers, you know, so I feel like if we could make it 
into it like an, an adult cartoon and you know maybe some of the wrestlers could do voices for it or something yeah. like that like that would be really cool um you know ultimately i just want to tell stories you know it'd be nice if we could get to a place where i could you know it could be big enough that maybe i didn't have to work another job right but, especially at night you know in the short time well i love working nights i work nights my whole life oh um, i would hate it and it helps me when i do conventions and stuff because i'll work like I work like a, you know, I'll work till like a Thursday, you know, Thursday night or Wednesday night into Thursday morning, leave work, go to the airport, fly, you know, take a cab to the show, set up, do the show, turn my schedule 24 hours, do the show for three days, fly back home. You know, it's, it works. It helps me from having to take like two days off to do a convention. I only have to take one day off. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, a it's a grind. Um, but I mean, ultimately I want to do the things I want to do. So I would rather do this than, you know, work for somebody and yeah. try to tell the things, you know, I just want to, I just want to do the, the stuff I want to do. And hopefully people like it enough that, you know, I can keep doing it. Like I don't take any money out of this, you know, the, all the money from this Kickstarter just goes right back into the machine. I make more comics. I pay my artists, I pay my printers, you know, my job pays my, yeah. pays my uh mortgage and keeps my lights on um you know all the money i make from headlock just goes back into the machine so i can make more bucks like it's never been about getting rich or any of that like i just want to i just want to do stuff that sort of feeds my soul and unfortunately the thing that i love is comics you know you can make you can make videos real cheap you know what i mean yeah. like comics are expensive and so you know that's what I want to do. And I just want to do it as long as I can. And as long as people like them and, you know, stick around, I'll keep making them. And, and I think you're on, I think you're on the right track. And I think you have the passion to keep running from those deadlines and, and you will reach, if not that uh, cartoon goal, you're going to reach a goal. You're going to reach something. Um, now, now for me personally, I love, the feel of comics like i love to hold them in my hand but absolutely can can you get these digitally anywhere um so right now they're just in uh they were just in the crate eventually they'll be collected in a collected edition like Uh we're selling now you know on kickstarter um you know and you can get it digitally through that like so you know the the taya story and the christian story that we did are both in this collection um and you can get that you can get that whole book digitally. I think the tier for digital might be fifteen dollars. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, I don't uh, I don't sell the single issues individually digitally. I just when we get enough, I'll collect them, and then you can you can get a digital collection. Nice. Um, because I know, like personally, I like to hold the comic, but I do have a few on like uh, my iPad under uh comicsology i have mm-hmm. things on there that i read but uh all right my last geeky comic book question of the night and then we'll wrap things up um so i was listening to busted open this morning okay. and uh mark henry was on was one of the hosts and at the end of the show they gave like their what to watch type of gimmick so they tell you what to watch on tv or whatever well, Mark didn't give us a what to watch. He gave us something he wants to read. 
this weekend, and it was the White Knight, which is, uh, I guess, a uh, Batman comic, theme comic, uh, where the yeah. Joker, do you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the Sean Gordon Murphy. Yeah. So I that was the first I've heard about the White Knight, and I'm just uh, I'm really interested in reading it now, and I just wanted to grab your take on it. I guess I've never read it. Yeah, um, me either. Most of my books now that I read uh, tend to be more independent. Yeah. Um, I buy. You know, I'll buy obviously I'll buy anything that my friends do. Yeah. Um, because I'm that kind of guy. You know, I'll back books on Kickstarter. Kickstarter has a lot of really good um, experimental books. Not experimental, but just yeah, different types of books, different types of art, stuff you wouldn't find in your comic book store. Um, and then uh, Image makes some good books. Vault, Vault and Scout and Black Mask. There's a lot of smaller publishers that are telling really entertaining stories. You know, like the thing about superhero books that, that kills me now is, is I'm in a different, you know, we talked about the gears yep. before, you know, when I was a kid, you could pick up a Spider-Man book and you know, what's going on. It's Spider-Man. He's fighting a villain. It might be one or two parts, you know, it wraps up. And then there's sort of a larger story arc that pulls you in, but like comics are so impenetrable now. Like every once in a while, I'll pick up like a, a Marvel book or something. And I'll look at it and that, and I can't even tell what's going on. Like it's characters I don't recognize and sit you know, like I just, I don't know what's going on. And it, it makes it hard. Cause I think to myself, I'm like me, if me, a lifelong fan of comics, right. And somebody who read Marvel comics for 20 plus years, can't get into this. Like how is an eight year old kid at a, you know, is going to get into it? Like, how's that next generation going to fall in love with it? But the interesting part is, is that, you know, everybody sort of considers comics to be just that small scene but i mean people are making comics i mean scholastic and viz sell 10 times more comics than marvel and dc they just sell them through bookstores they sell yeah, them square bound nobody knows yeah. you know what i mean like but people don't necessarily think of them as comics in the same way that people don't think of headlock as comics because you know i don't sell my stuff in, in comic book stores but um you know that's the that's the stuff to me that i like to check out um people pushing the envelope um doing uh doing cool stuff and you know there's never been a better time i think to to be a fan of comics just because people are pushing it in a lot of exciting different ways did you ever uh did you catch the invasion from wrestletopia no i didn't invasion from wrestletopia uh we had them on the show they mm -hmm. I'm looking it up on that Twitter. Uh, suspicious something. I forget what the oh, name okay. is. That's, right, right, right. That's okay. The, that's the company, I believe. Suspicious. Yeah, no, I know who they are. Uh, whatever. Invasion from WrestleTopia. And uh, I read all their, all, all that, and that was great. The the whole story they told there, that was awesome. So if you get a chance, I know you're busy, but I would definitely check that out for sure. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, and honestly, I try to, I try to support you know, wrestling comics in general. Like if somebody puts a wrestling comic out, I do try to buy it or back it or whatever. If I see it, sometimes it's weird. Like Kickstarter stuff. When I started Kickstarter, it used to be so much easier, Yeah. but now all the social media, they throttle back the mentions or the, the movement on Kickstarter, on Kickstarter emails and stuff. Cause they want you to buy ads. So 
it can be a lot tougher. I, I had a friend that was running a Kickstarter the other day. And I mean, I see his stuff on my timeline all the time. And I didn't see a Kickstarter post until it was 27 hours left. I mean, wow. it's crazy. You know, so like I had no idea he was running one. And then I think about how many people that I know don't know that I'm running a Kickstarter. So um, it's uh, it's nuts. Um, but, you know, we just try to try to keep it moving. We got to we're down to literally our last 48 hours. Yep, 48 um, hours to go. 372, 372 backers, backers. If we can get 78 more backers in the next two days, which is doable, um, we have a stretch goal where everybody that backs the book gets a free art print. Um, so we, we, we have a selection of our 10 most popular art prints. We have uh, Undertaker, Sting, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Steiner, Jerry Lawler mm. versus Kaufman. Macho Man. Macho Man, uh, The Fiend. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of good ones, but uh, you can pick You can pick those. If you have a digital reward, you get a digital print. If you have a physical reward, you get a physical print. Um, and then you just get that in addition to your normal tier. So yeah. um, we're real, real close yeah. to that. And I think it's attainable, um, especially with the influx of people that we're probably going to get on the Janelle Leo Rush print. So nice. Um, really hoping just to, to finish out strong. And, uh, you know, see if we can, uh, see if we can get there. It's right now, this is, this is right in the middle of our five campaigns. It's better than our worst two, not as good as our best two, but, uh, we got the potential to probably get it into second place. So I feel good about that. Excellent. You should, you're doing great stuff. Sorry, sir. I'm just going to jump in quick questions. You said it's not, can I go to like my local comic book store and purchase a copy of Headlocked? Now, or do I just have to go through Big Cartel? Yeah, we have them on our website, and then we have them through the Kickstarter. So all of my old books are available through Kickstarter. And then, uh, you know, if you get the books on Kickstarter, they have like 30 to 40 extra pages in them of bonus material, books that we don't sell online. We don't sell at conventions. They're only available through Kickstarter. Because Kickstarter helps us the most. So we try to give the people that help us the most, you know, in the way that benefits us the best, we try to give them the best stuff. So... But you can get all of our old stuff through our web store. You can get the Kickstarter books through Kickstarter through the next 48 hours. Um, but yeah, there's, that's primarily how we do our stuff. Obviously, conventions are a big part of that, but we're not doing conventions right now. No. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. Awesome. Good question, too. Um, all right. What I normally do at the end of every show, and you've done a phenomenal job at putting yourself over anyways... But, I know how to get my shit in. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, hey, I'm all for that. I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't want people to get their shit in. But uh, I do like to give, quote, unquote, the microphone to my guests at the end of the show. So you can put over whatever you want now. You can say whatever you want. You can plug the Kickstarter again. You can bury me, put over Vanessa. I don't care. <laughs> I will not interrupt. The floor is yours. Um, You guys have been great. Uh, so I'm not going to bury you, but, uh, no, it's, uh, you know, headlocked is a project of passion. It always has been. And I think that, you know, when I started doing comics or when I wanted to do wrestling comics, I think my problem with wrestling comics was that they were just licensed things that people were hacking out to make money. And I think that you can feel that as a yeah. fan. And I think everybody that we're involved with the people that are involved, the artists, the wrestlers or whatever, they want to be here. They want to do these things. 
you know, we try to put people in the position in a position to create something that they're excited about. And I like to think that that comes through in the product. I'd like to think that you can feel the passion for everything that we do on the page. And I think that that provides an experience that you're not going to get reading a, you know, a licensed WWE comic or a licensed, you know, AEW comic or whatever else. Like this is a, you know, it's a, it's like I said, it's a real labor of love. And, you know, I given up a good chunk of my life and sacrificed a fair amount to, to make these things. And I think that, um, I think that people, you know, the hardest thing for me as a sort of a double independent is just getting somebody to try it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things you can spend your money on wrestling wise or comic wise, you know, but I, I feel like most people who try it generally like it. I mean, I've never had anybody come back to me and say that they didn't like it or they hated it. And I've never really seen bad reviews it's not to say that people haven't liked it or haven't been blown away because i'm sure it's not everybody's cup of tea but i think by and large everybody appreciates the work that we're doing and i think if you give it a shot you'll uh you'll dig it awesome well done well done well said uh headlocked comics check it out we posted a link several times tonight mike thanks for coming by uh we'll look forward hopefully you can hit those what is it 78 more backers what did we say yeah, we're hoping to, we're hoping for seventy eight more backers in the next two days. Oh so. yeah, there it is. It says four hundred fifty eight backers. All teals will receive one of these uh, print of their choice. So let's get it yep. done. Absolutely. All right. Have yourself a wonderful night, and we'll be in touch for sure. Yeah. Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Anytime. Later. Take care. Awesome. Awesome, Vanessa. Uh, this guy's called the Standing Streamer. Yeah!